Welcome to Seeking God, Loving Others, where I share tips and encouragement for practical Christian living. Over the years, I've seen too many followers of Christ struggle in the basic day-to-day application of God's word. My desire is for you to have the tools you need to live the abundant life that God has for you every single day. I'm your host, Jasmine Lozano. So go grab your cup of coffee, or maybe you've got a junk drawer you need to clean out. Either way, let's get ready for a great conversation. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope that this podcast finds you well. You know, I, there, I love memes. If you don't know this about me, I love memes. And I just discovered that I can use GIFs and memes on my blog. So sorry, guys, they're coming. <laughs> but I, I always think about that meme that says, you know, the email says, hope this finds you well and how it found me and the person's like on fire and stuff. But I do really hope that this podcast finds you well. Um, Let's jump in. I'm working hard not to ramble and to waste time. So let's jump in. Today, I want to talk to you about a year of yes. And this is another series. I have found that I enjoy doing series because I... It makes my podcast shorter and it helps me to be able to continue on the same line of thinking without, you know, like boring you with the 40 minute episode. So today I want to talk to you and introduce this new series we're going to do together called A Year of Yes. I recently watched the movie yesterday with my kids and um, who's in it? Jennifer Garner and this other guy, like I don't know who he is, but he's like a... Um, I think he's uh, Venezuelan or he might be Colombian, but he's a very popular actor there. But it was a really good movie. And uh, pretty much the the basis of the movie is for one day, the parents agree to do um, everything their kids ask. They agree to say yes. So they get a yes day. Um, So the parents set a few rules, of course, about how much money they can spend and how far they can travel. Like they can't do all these outrageous things. But other than like those rules, the answer had to be yes. So the morning of the yes day, the kids are so excited. They bust into the room and they're like, yeah, yes day, yes day. And the mom's excited. Like everyone's excited about this. But one of the kids comes into the room and he has a poster that says five big asks on the top. And we can't see what they are. They're going to show us as it, as the movie goes on. And, and these are the five big things that they want to do that day that their parents normally would not probably say yes to. So the movie goes on. There's a lot of fun and people falling and everything going crazy. And some some people may have cried watching the movie. You know, I don't know. I, you know, I, I may have shed a tear or two, <laughs> but it was a really good movie and I really enjoyed it. And but of course, as I was watching the movie, I began to wonder and think about how this applies to our lives spiritually. That's what I do. Like in everything I do, my kids are always like, I'll see something and say something. They're like, oh, they'll say, oh no, mom's about to preach. (laughs) Just because I I just look for God in everything. And so I thought about, you know, I, I wonder, is this how God feels sometimes? Like we approach him this way. Like we come in to heaven and we want a yes day. And to be honest, we don't just want a yes day, but we want a yes life. Like it is so, I've heard, I've heard, um, you know, people say, you know, well, you know, the promises of God are yes and amen. And I believe that they are the promises that he gives and the promises that he specifies are yes and amen. But some of the things that we ask him for, like the answer is no. And if you don't believe me, go look in the Bible when David had an affair with Bathsheba and they were going to have a son. Uh, well, they had a son and the son got really sick. So David started fasting and praying. And he's like, I don't know, God might save him. And God didn't, you know, the, the his child died. So sometimes um, 
the answer to our prayers is not yes. But I do feel like we, we we live in a world where like we just get what we want. And so sometimes I feel like we we um we expect everything that we ask God for the answer to be yes. And I have a real active imagination. So I just I imagine myself like walking into heaven and there's the cherubim and the seraphim and they're all flying around the throne and they're singing holy 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 and Peter's up there and Paul and and all the tribe of Israel everybody's chilling and then I come up with my big bright green dollar tree poster board and it says, here are my big asks for you, Lord. Uh, I want more money and uh, um, I want my kids to be smart and I want them to be talented and, and I want them to go to a good college. I want my business to be booming. I want my marriage to be just picture perfect because you know what? It got to look right for the gram. <laughs> Can you please, please, Lord, give me good health. I mean, despite all the junk and the, the trash and the preservatives and all this stuff that I put in my body every day, can you please keep me healthy and um you know what? I'm going to stamp this with in Jesus name. So, you know, now you got to do it. And I mean, like none of us, I, I really don't think any of us really approach God like this. Um, at least I hope not. But um, I wonder, does he ever feel like we do? You know, I know as a parent, there have been times where I, where I do. I feel like my kids are asking, mom, can you cut us some apples? Mom, can you get me some ice cream? Mom, can you pour me some water? And there have been times I've told my kids, don't ask me for anything for the rest of the night. And I'm I'm so glad God's not like me. Like he's he's so patient and merciful and kind. He wouldn't say that to us. But you know, the more I began to think about this, I began to wonder, um, is that how he feels? That we just come to him and we have all these requests all the time. And, and and again, like I'm not trying to like step on anybody's theological toes. I know that the Bible tells us to come boldly before the throne of grace and that we're supposed to give our cares to God. But I think sometimes like we shift from a point of like bringing our cares and our needs to him to bringing just like, everything we imagine and desire. And so I began to think, what if we gave God a yes day? What if instead of, you know, us as the kids going to the parent asking for a yes day, uh, we went to God and said, God, whatever you want to do in my life, my answer is yes today. You know, and what if whatever he asked us to do, we did it. What if when we saw a homeless person and we just felt like I need to do something for them, I need to buy them a coffee or I need to buy them dinner. What if we actually did it instead of saying, oh, no, nah, he probably don't deserve it. He's probably on drugs, whatever, whatever. What if when we see the cashier at Walmart looking sad or upset um, instead of, you know, trying to hurry up and just grab our stuff and get out of there? What if we prayed for them? What if what if we you know, ask God's favor in their life? What if we took some time to minister God's love to them? You know, in September 2015, I was at a, a women's conference and it was hosted by my church in Houston and it was called Say Yes. And if you've never been to a women's conference, like you, you need to go to one I, as a woman. If you're a woman listening, if you're a man, don't go like go find a men's conference. But <laughs> as a woman, like women's conferences are just so like the vibe is just I don't want to sound like dated or anything or like I'm trying to um um, it's just crunk, you know, like the, the, there's music, there's everybody's all dressed up and expecting you probably got a hotel and just there, there is just an atmosphere of expectation there that you don't get everywhere. And so if you haven't been to one, like go to one, I, I haven't been in a long time, so it's on my to-do list, but, um, I'm starting to ramble, but we were, I was at this conference, the say yes conference, and it was during praise and worship that I clearly heard the voice of God speak specifically to me. And so um, I've got a little rant. You guys, hey, it's my first rant of the year. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Listen, I, I get upset when people kind of downplay praise and worship. I get upset when people um, complain about the mu- about music. I get upset when they um, are just looking like, oh, when is this going to be over? Or I just came here for the word. 
You know, because for me, praise and worship has changed my life dramatically. I was saved. I became a follower follower of Christ during praise and worship. So it's so near and dear to my heart. Um, because like I, I I didn't hear the gospel message. There wasn't this, you know, eloquent message preached and then an altar call for all of the sinners to come forward. God spoke to my heart in praise and worship and I gave my life to him during the music. So like a lot of things have happened to me during praise and worship. So it's so important to me and not to mention I, I helped lead praise and worship. So, um, all that to say, I know I clearly heard the voice of God tell me specifically, Jasmine, you need to say yes. And I know like the conference name was say yes. So some would say, well, that's the conference name, you know, subliminally, blah, blah, blah. But if you've heard the voice of God and you felt a prompting in your spirit, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And so he said, you need to say yes. And I can't explain it, but I knew that whatever this yes was going to be for, it was going to be big. And three months later, my husband and I were just kind of chilling in the house. And he asked me just randomly, like there had been no, we hadn't been talking about this. It wasn't even on my radar. He said, you know, what do you think if we moved, you know, back to my hometown? And um, I already knew the answer because God already told me. And I knew this was exactly what God was telling me to say yes to. And so a few months later, um, actually a couple weeks later, we put our house on the market. It sold in three days. And (laughs) a couple months later, like it sold in January. And by March, I was living, you know, in Southeast Wisconsin and in a new city, and I had to get a new car because mine broke down. A new car, a new church, everything brand new. And and I'm not a big fan of new. I like same. I like plain. I could eat oatmeal every day for breakfast. Like I am like a very a very routine person. But I found myself by saying yes because I knew God instructed me to say yes. I found myself in a new situation that typically uh, would be very much outside of my comfort zone. And a couple months after being here um, in my new home, my father-in-law slash pastor asked me, would I start the women's ministry at the church? And I was terrified because like I I had led praise and worship um, or helped lead praise and worship for years. And, you know, I had taught a few classes at my old church, but I'd never like gotten up and like taught people like the Bible. (laughs) And so I was terrified because at least for me, I know I don't, I can't speak for everybody who gets up and talks in front of people, but when you're trying to communicate the word of God, like it's, it's scary because you want to make sure that you're communicating it correctly and effectively. And you're not um, adding like any bias or opinion, but you're just saying what the word of God wants you to say. So I was terrified to do this, but I said, yes. And I'm reminded of another woman in the Bible who knew what it was like to say yes. Mary, the mother of our savior was approached by an angel of the Lord at a very inconvenient time. You know, she's getting ready to get married. And I remember preparing for my wedding. There was a lot of stuff to do. So she's getting ready to, to get married. And I'm sure she was, she wasn't expecting to be interrupted like this, but, but what began as an interruption became a life-changing invitation. Mary, of course, like most of us had questions you know, and a lot of times I've heard people say, don't question God, but like a lot of people in the Bible ask God a couple questions. Gideon asked him some questions. Abraham questioned him to the point where I was like, ooh, God's going to strike you down if you keep asking, like, will he lower the number of people that need to be saved for him to save Sodom and Gomorrah? <laughs> but, you know, like sometimes God will tell us something and we will have questions. And and I know like Google has spoiled us beyond measure because we can get the answer to any question in just a couple of seconds. Like how tall is Jennifer Aniston? You know, 
I bet if I didn't tell you, you would get off of this podcast and go look it up. But I'm going to tell you because I looked it up for you. She's 5'5", five five, just, just so you know. But, you know, we can look up anything and get the answer to everything. And and sometimes when we get instructions from God, we don't get all of the answers. But in this case, you know, God did tell Mary, listen, I'm going to give you a couple heads up. And, and the angel told her, you know, because Mary's stressing out, like, how's this going to happen? I'm a virgin. I haven't even been with a man. And in Luke 135, the angel tells her, the Holy Spirit will come on you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And so Mary's response to this is the whole point of this podcast. It's the whole point of the next couple weeks. I believe that this is the the response God wants from all of his children. In Luke 138, Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't have any servants. And I don't know anyone with a servant, nor have I met a servant. But what I do know about servants is that servants serve and servants respond to the call of their master with yes. And one uh, one great example of a servant in scripture is a man who, in my opinion, was like he was doing some big things. So like I wouldn't even call him a servant, but he himself referred to his himself as a servant, a servant of Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul, who wrote like almost half of the New Testament, and he he started churches and he taught people how to live a God centered life. He proclaimed the gospel to the Gentiles and all this. He was doing all this while being imprisoned and beaten and shipwrecked and all these different things. Um, but he constantly referred to himself as a servant of Jesus Christ. If you look in the book of Romans and Philippians and Titus, he introduces himself that way. And I'm currently like writing through the book of Colossians. He mentions in Colossians that he's a servant of Jesus Christ. And, and like Mary, Paul knew the benefit of being a servant of God. They both knew the obedient, that obedience was better than sacrifice, that doing what God says by saying yes to God, we were showing him our love for us. So servants say yes. Servants seek and they desire to please their master. And Jesus himself, he came to serve. He's the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And in Matthew 20, 28, it says, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And you know, God's not, he's not even asking us to give our lives for many. We're only responsible to give our lives to one and that's him. But I'm not gonna lie to you. Like it, it's become... Um, and is becoming increasingly harder to say yes to the things of God because there's just there's so many distractions that even 25 years ago they, they weren't even an issue you know and we we have to be even more deliberate about how we spend our time so that we can give God our best yes that we don't um, end up being so busy for God that we just end up putting him on the back burner of our lives and so I'm going to wrap this up here because next week I want to talk to you guys about being distracted from a year of yes. We can have a year of yes. We can have a year where we say, yes, God, yes to your will, yes to your way, yes to every word you say. I made that last part up on the spot. But we we can have that year. But if we're not careful, the enemy will use things and, and not all of them are bad things. We'll talk about it next week. He'll use things that will cause us to miss out on this great opportunity to give God our best year. And I don't know about you, but I've started my year just asking God, like, God, you know, I haven't been pushed outside of my comfort zone in a minute and we don't want to be uncomfortable. Most people would not want to be uncomfortable, but I've, I've been intently asking God, God, I want to do something new for you. I want to do something big for you. I want to do, I want to do whatever you want me to do. I want to give you not just a yes day, but I want to give you a yes year. I want to give you a yes life. 
so that you know whatever you ask me to do, I'm going to do it. I'm your servant. And so my answer is not going to be like, oh, well, when I have time, I'll do it for you, God. Or, oh, when my when things line up a little bit more perfectly in my life, I'll do it for you, God. My answer will be yes, God. My answer, my answer is going to be like Mary's. I am your servant. And I didn't say this, but she also said, um, let it be to me if you have said. He said, you know, whatever you're telling me, let it happen. And I want that to be my life. I want that to be the life for the body of Christ. I want it to be your life, wherever you're listening from, wherever you're at. Decide, I'm going to make this my year of yes. And so next week, come back. I'm going to be talking about distractions. Um, And I already got all that stuff together and planned out. You guys, I'm on a roll. Like my New Year's resolutions so far, they are hitting strong. And um, I'm not going to be one of those people that fall off like in February. Fall off in February. You guys know I like alliteration, but that's not going to be me. And that's not going to be you. I declare it in the name of Jesus. But listen, you stay well, stay safe. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Seeking God, Loving Others. You can read more inspiration and join the email list at jasminelozano.com. And don't forget to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so that you don't miss an episode. While you're there, you can leave a review to help others find the podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can click the link in the description to choose a one-time or recurring option. Thanks again for listening. And remember, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. God is on your side.